everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Grit. I'm Digit Murphy, and I am joined with Katie Burt. Katie was a top hockey player at Boston College, but her claim to fame is she helped the U.S. under-18 women's national team win back-to-back gold medals in the IHF under-18 women's world championship. She's also one of the most accomplished goaltenders in NCAA history. She holds the NCAA career wins record with 121 out of Boston College. She's created her own mentorship program, and she just graduated from college last year. She's a stud. This is Katie Burt. Welcome to the show, Katie, your top goalie. We love goalies. <laughs> How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, it's awesome, and uh, you're. I'm here in Providence, Rhode Island, and where are you, Katie, today? I'm on my home in Boston. Boston, Massachusetts, home of the Patriots. You know, football season's coming. We got the Bruins coming. We got the Red Sox. Not so good this year, but last year, winning the World Series. And, you know, I, I like to talk about basketball, but, you know, it's not my favorite sport. So, you know, I'm sure you're uh, a Boston sports fan. Yeah, yeah, of course I am. Um, you know, I grew up in, in kind of the golden era of, of Boston sports. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I work at the Red Sox, so um, they're, they're definitely my favorite team. Yeah, baby. Not the Bruins, though, huh? The hockey gal, not loving the Bruins. I, I do love the Bruins, but, you know, um, the, the Red Sox definitely gets a nod because I've, I've, I've worked there for five years. Um, they're a tremendous organization, and... and I've met so many great people there. So they really are. They really are. And uh, Kurt Zwald was a big um, Boston Blades fan. I'm sure he's still there. Yep. I Kurt comes down to the field and, and frequently says hi. We, we we talk all the time. So he, he's such a great guy. He is. He is. And then um, the woman that works as a VP in marketing. Jeez, uh, her name's escaping me right now. I think we talked about her before. But uh, anywho. Let's get right to it. I think you know what the grit's all about. The grit is about when you fall down, you get up. When you deal with adversity, you come back at the problem harder. And, you know, we try to use sports as a teaching tool, as a platform for life learning. So that's really what this podcast is all about. And we're hoping that throughout the course of this, this show that you all help our listeners and give them some tips on how to deal with adversity. So, anyways, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your life. So, I'm. Can you talk talk about when you were a kid and growing up playing sports and how you got into it, Katie? Yeah, I um, I started playing hockey when I was about five years old. So, what ended up happening was I used to try to play outside with my brother. He's five years older than me, and all of his friends lived on that street. Um, they're also quite a bit older than I am. And I would always try and play with them, and obviously I was so much worse than they were, so they would kind of just stick me in the net. Um, and kind of gave me all the, the shitty positions. Um, excuse me for that. But um, they, you know, I, I ended up loving being in the net, stopping pucks, uh, playing hockey, and eventually convinced my parents, who were extremely hesitant, uh, to let me play hockey. And, and uh, that's kind of how I got started. Nice. Uh, you know, they like to shoot pucks at your head, and you're like, oh, yeah, shoot more. I, I remember my youngest son. Same thing happened to him, and he ended up being a goalie. So go figure. Yeah, no, exactly. And, that's how all the crazy get started. I'll say. And then and then you um, 
And then now you're in what? You're in high school. Did you play with, uh, not in high school, in uh, like middle school and younger leagues? Did you play with the boys? Um, I played with the boys. I skated out with uh, with the boys, and I played goalie with the girls all the way up until uh, Pee Wee's when we could check, and then my parents were like, okay, you have to choose. You have to choose one or the other. And so, uh, when I was about 12 years old, I chose just to, just to be a goalie um, and just play from with girls teams from Yeah, it's interesting because as a coach, I always try to tell that parents are always asking me, you know, what, when do you stop playing with boys, you know, and, and how does that work? And what I tell them, I don't know if this is how you were thinking. Well, first of all, you're a goalie, it's different. But when you don't touch the puck anymore, it's time to not play. You know, I mean, sometimes the puck will go in the corner and you're a D and you don't go get it. You let the other guy go get it so you don't get your head taken off. I'm like, that's the time to stop playing because, you know, half half the game is offense and having the puck on your stick no matter where you are is offense, right? So that's that's what I tell them. So um, use that as a little tip when girls ask you. So, Katie, after you played with the boys um, and decided to play with the girls, then you played with a club team growing up. Like, what was your high school years like? Yep, so I played with the East Coast Wizards club team all the way uh, up until I went to college. So, um, you know, I stayed with them from U12 until U16. Um, and then I played, I actually played on a high school team when I was in the sixth grade. So um, I played for my local high school team in the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade up until I went to prep school. Cool. Where'd you go to prep school, Katie? I went to Buckingham Brown and Nichols. It's uh, located in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah, BBNN. Was Ed your coach? Big Ed? Yeah, so Big Ed was my coach. He actually had Lori Baker was um, was our coach for the first, well, I think it was the first two years, and then Eddie came my junior year, um, and he was he was our coach for, for, or my coach, excuse me, for one year, and then, and then I went off to college. I'll tell you, Lori Baker, for those of our listeners who don't know, was just an outstanding Olympic athlete, uh, went to Providence College, and uh, they won the gold medal in 1998. So I'm sure it was quite a treat to play for her. Yeah, it was um, It was such an honor to play for her. Uh, it was kind of like, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, and by that, I mean, like, just the kind of the work ethic that it took. Um, and Lori taught me, taught me all that, you know, how, how to work. Because I wanted to be just like her, right? I want to go. That's so awesome because, you know, we, we talk a lot about, and you know, you played for me last week in the Aurora games about if you can see it, you can be it. And, you know, how important do you think it is for young girls to have those role models? And then, and then you go to um, you go to Katie King, right? One of uh, one of the uh, Brown favorites. Katie King played for me back in the day, and uh, she's a legend now in the hockey community. So you go from 
one Olympian in 1998 at BBNN, you know, Lori Baker. And then you go right to Katie King at Boston College. You know, is that part of your choice? You know, Katie King, a three-time Olympian, uh, four-time, I think. Uh, so what, what went into your choices going to college? Yeah, I do think that this might factor. Um, but, you know, I try not to put a lot of stake in, in the coaching staff, right, because, you know, you never know what can happen. They can change, they can get fired, they can step down, they can take another job. Um, there's just so many unknowns with that. So, um, you know, I knew I wanted to go to, to Boston College from, from when I was a kid. I, I, I watched their men's team hall like, every year growing up. I fell in love with Coach Schneider uh, when I was a kid. And, and obviously the campus is everything that I wanted in school. So I knew I wanted to go there. Um, and, and just having, you know, King and, and even Court uh, I know. being being the coaches there was, was instrumental for me, right? Because they can they know they know what it takes to, to to accomplish everything that I want to accomplish and so to be able to learn from them every day for four years was was just huge. You know, and those guys, I mean, they're a riot, you know, you, you, to be on the ice, like all they do, I swear to God, all those guys do is laugh all the time. Like, and that's so, it's so important, right? When you're playing. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean. Yeah, four years of this, this literally straight locking. I know. You're, your stomach hurts every day with those guys. Mm. Yeah, every, every day we, we would laugh. We, during every practice, literally every practice. I know. I know. They, it, on the ice. It's like it's like a comedy show. Like, well, first of all, obviously, Courtney Kennedy's a riot, like just to be around. And Kinger is the perfect audience. And then she comes out with some zingers. They're just just great people. So, yep. no, no, this is not a BC recruiting show. But, you know, it really is a woman's <laughs> empowerment show because, you know, they, you know, and, and you saw, you know, I mean, you know, getting into the we'll talk about the Olympics in a minute, but, you know, I think after playing for us, you know, with the Aurora games, um, and all the kids that we brought together, I say kids, you know, the young women, the professional athletes that played for us, um, you know, it was about a sense of community. It was about caring. It was about laughing, you know, I mean, talk a little bit about what it's like to be in a locker room with a bunch of Olympians, with women as your coaches, with like, just kind of free thinking and speaking and, and how, what that experience was like. Yeah, I think when you have all of those factors that you just described, like that's when your team can be the best that it can be. I think you can reach your peak level when, when everybody's having fun, when, when you have such a mix of personalities and such a mix of, of people and ages and um, kind of experiences, right? So, um, like we had Molly Nystrom, who is uh, an Olympic, Olympic medalist, right? She's, I think she's 36 years old and she's 14 years older than I am, right? Right. Um, we made such a great team with, with all the people in between that, with, from her experiences all the way down. We had Olympic gold medalists, we had um, just Olympians, we had just just people like me who have, who aspire to be just like them, and, and we can look up to them, and we can learn from them, and um, we can network with them and get to know them a little bit, and they can kind of share their wisdom with us, and um, we might even have some wisdom share with them oh hell uh, yes so you do everyone special. yeah i mean everyone's you know that's that's the cool thing too about it is everyone's opinion's important right i mean i remember when i was at brown and you know i i remember kind of falling into the trap of what i call the traditional model where you know the rookies are the lowest of low and the seniors you know run the show because that's all you know right but once you yep. start to get 
more confident in your coaching style and you start to really be who you are, um, you know, it just takes on a life of its own in a really positive way that everyone's opinion is important. Be, have compassion for others, have empathy. And when you start to coach like that or lead like that, you see the magic happen. And, you know, I think that's what we had at the Aurora Games. And for our listeners um, who don't know what we're talking about right now, coming in late or, you know, don't understand the concepts here that we're talking about. Uh, we we just got back from playing in an Aurora Games event, which was a six professional women team event. It was a festival in Albany, New York. It happened August 20th to the 24th. And there was gymnastics, volleyball, beach volleyball, actually, uh, tennis, um, hockey, figure skating, and what am I missing? Gymnastics, volleyball, uh, ice hockey. I think I said all six. Oh, basketball. And, you know, it was just a group of women who are professional athletes all in one spot. And it was just magical. And for us, um, I coached the North American team. It was North American versus the world. We had Olympians from Germany, Russia, uh, Japan, China, uh, Sweden, and then we had U.S., we had Canadians. So it really was a, a pleasure to be around all these capable, competent women, like Katie said. Um, and we're going to do that every two years, and it's a festival environment. And Katie, you know, we won, right? A lot of it was because of you. A lot of it's because of you. Friggin' goalie. Goalie's always the savior in my book. Um, you had quite a, quite a showing Katie. And, uh, especially with that two point rule, you know, I want to tell our listeners, want to spring on them, the two point, uh, rule that we had, that was pretty cool, huh? Yeah. I, um, I actually really liked the two point rule. I was pretty hesitant going, going into the viewer games, what it would be like. Um, but the two point shot was just basically, um, there's kind of an arc, like you think basketball, three point line, there's an arc painted on the ice, um, right above the top of the circles and anything that originated from beyond that line and ended up in the back of the net was a shot for two points. So, um, you know, I, I, after playing in the exhibition game and playing in the, the real game, um, it changed the, it completely changed the dynamic of, of both games. And I think that's something that it was kind of refreshing where, you know, if you scored a two-pointer, we probably would have lost the first game two to one. Um, and then they, they, they could have tied the game, uh, I believe, 3-3 three three in the um, in the actual game. So I I thought, I actually really loved the, the, the two-point line. Um, we'll, we'll see how my opinion shifts if I ever get a two-pointer score <laughs> on me. But until then, I like it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and you had quite a game, I'll tell you. And uh, your backup, Lauren Dom, in the, uh, in the exhibition game crushed it too. I mean, we had some great goalies. And, I mean... Even on the on the world team, I mean, uh, with Jenny Harris and uh, Pesklarova uh, from the Czech Republic, I mean, the goalies, I thought the goalies stole the show, Katie. So, you know, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, the Dahmer was awesome. She stole, like, that second, that first game, the exhibition for us. Um, and, and obviously the team world goalies were phenomenal. Um, they, they dominated on the world stage. And, uh, you know, just seeing them in, in both games, you, you could tell. They're just, they're just phenomenal goalies, and it was just so awesome to get to, to meet them and, uh, you know, to share lives with them. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I just, you know, thinking about 
kind of the wisdom that we're imparting on on young people. Um, I'd like to shift it a little bit, and I I don't know if I told you this, but we have an ask the athlete uh, part of our show, and basically okay. what we yeah, and basically what we do is we interview these uh, little kids, um, and they're really interested in what you have to say. So we've got uh, Sophia here from um, Tampa, Florida, and she has a question for you. Okay, this is the part of our show, Ask the Athlete, portion of the grit. I'm here with Sophia Esposito, and she's 12 years old. Sophia, welcome. Hi. How you doing? Good. Good. Can you tell me a little bit about your story before I ask you the question? Um, I w- live in Wesley Chapel. And you're how old? I'm 12. And how, what school do you go to? Sefner Christian Academy. And what sport do you play? I'm a cheerleader. And she's a cheerleader. Okay, so she has a question for the next athlete we have on the show. What's your question? Um, what part of hockey makes you the most happy? What part of hockey or whatever sport you play makes you the most happy, and why do you want to know that? Um, because I've tried different sports, and I'm still looking for one that will inspire me to excel. Woo! That's pretty cool. All right, give me five. That's a great question. Okay, we'll see what our athlete has to say. Okay, Katie, there you go. What can you tell Sophia? She wants to know that question. You know, I think the the, the biggest part of, of hockey that makes me happy is just you know I get to I get to spend so much time with all my friends, right? Um, you know, I I train I train in the gym about three or four times a week, depending on the season, um, and and I go there with my friends and I get to spend a few hours with them and then. You know, we head to the rink and we go hang out in the locker room. Um, and I've I've come to to develop my the best friends that, that I've had in my life throughout this sport. And you know, I'm just so fortunate to to have them. And um, yeah, I think that's probably the part that makes me the most happy. Nice. I I think I think that's uh, well said. You know, I think sometimes the winning and crazy parents and crazy coaches kind of take the fun out of it. So uh, you hit it well. And I 1000% agree. So great job, Kitty. So let's shift this a little bit to back to you um, about your mentorship program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Or was it something you did in college? Tell us a little bit about how you run that. Um, yeah, no, I just started it. Um, so I just started... Uh, kind of a, a development, goal development company, if you want to call it that. Um, and, you know, I had my first camp over the summer, and, and I wanted to do this mentorship program because, you know, I think, you know, you, you have your, your saying, if you can see it, you can see it, right? And I think that having access to any type of, of, of role model is, is huge, and I, I want to kind of be that for, for anybody that's looking for that. So, I started a mentorship program, basically, um, you know, it runs 12 weeks from September into December, and the kids will have constant access to me via, you know, email, text message, they can send me video clips, they can um, just ask me any question they want, um, and we'll have, like, weekly check-ins, we'll, we'll FaceTime, we'll Skype, whatever it might be, we'll talk on the phone, we can meet face-to-face if they're from the area, um, and so I think that's going to be super important, and hopefully... Um, you know, I'll be able to, to kind of help about some of the younger kids because that's something that I would have liked to do, um, you know, looking back on it when I was younger. So 
Well, great. Well, listeners, you make sure that you get in touch with Katie and her mentorship program. She's awesome. Katie, how do they do that? Do they get you on Instagram? What's the best way to contact you? Yeah, I mean, they can follow me on Instagram. I have uh, the link is in my bio, and then I have a website. It's com. If you uh, if you search that, you should be able to find it. Yeah. Um, and then you can just sign up right on the website. Amazing. I love that concept. And there, like you say, there aren't enough women role models and leaders out there. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard to get a job too. So, you know, doing something that you love, doing the sport you love is, is really what it's all about. So I got a couple of last things to ask you. And one, one comes from, I want, I want your opinion on this quote. It comes, uh, by way of, uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield. And obviously you know who she is. She's, uh, the woman that is a gold medalist, uh, she's out of Chicago. She went to Northeastern. She plays for the Minnesota uh, Wild, and she's a gold medalist. And now she's helping run the uh, Players Association for hockey. And she had a recent interview with the Associated Press, and they said, you always grow up and hear boys say, I want to be a pro hockey player one day. You don't hear little girls saying that. They say, I want to go to the Olympics. That's the pinnacle of our sport. I can't make a living playing this sport. So when I graduate college, I either go to the Olympics or I get a job. So what's missing in that quote to me is the professional space. So so what do you think it's going to take to really make the professional sport a reality for women like you? Uh, you know, I just, I think... I think we just need people to kind of believe in us. Um, you know, it's kind of corny as that sounds. You know, I think we need, like, we just need people, you know, in, in television uh, to kind of believe in us and to just kind of somebody to step out on a limb and kind of just help us out a little bit. You know, I think um, there is a market for a sport, and it's untapped as of now. And I think there's so much room for our sport to grow and, and, you know, we have Olympic medalists, and, you know, we see the numbers from the Olympics um, and how many people watch that. And obviously, I know that it's a, it's a novelty. Um, and, you know, it's USA Canada once every four years playing for a national, for, you know, national pride for, for a gold medal. Um, but I do think that there is a market for professional women's hockey and, and for that to be seen on television, for us to kind of make a living off of that. So, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure what 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 exactly that's going to take. I'm not kind of in the conversation with the uh, with the board and with all of the GMs. But um, you know, I think it's just kind of we need we need some people to kind of step on a woman, kind of believe in us wholeheartedly and, and fight for us. It's interesting um, to hear you say it because as someone that's kind of gone through the trenches and watched it grow and fail and grow and fail. Um, it's my belief that at, at some point the athletes need to understand the business model behind it. And I think that you guys are all smart people, right? Um, and I, and I, and I think one of the mistakes we make because it's in the traditional sports model and they've had years and years to just kind of make their own mistakes and grow kind of with the market is now, we're comparing ourselves to the men, and we're we're really young, right? Would you agree? Um, yeah, I think you know our sport obviously isn't isn't men's hockey, right? We can't dress, we can't fight, we can't um, do any of that. But um, there is there are things in our games that are similar, obviously. But 
you know, I think we need to kind of take ownership of our own game and the skill that we have uh, and, and kind of the creativity that's in our game that the men might not have uh, and, and kind of build off of that. Couldn't agree more. And hey, maybe you never, maybe you'll see the two-point shot coming into the game after the Aurora games. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you, Katie, you've been a fantastic, fantastic guest. Um, you know, for a kid that I didn't know and I didn't coach up until you know a week ago, you're awesome. Um, anyone that gets a chance to come watch Katie wherever she is in the Olympics or you know, in her pro hockey career or reach out to her mentor program. I mean, Katie's a, an unbelievable person and, you know, everyone wants her to be their daughter or their pro mentor or their protege. So get in touch with Katie. Now, Katie, it seems like you're, you're uh, on Twitter at, at Katie Burt 33 and Insta at Katie underscore Burt. Uh, anywhere else they can find you. Um, no, I mean, just my website, it's uh, katiebirdcoreboydevelopment.squarespace.com. That's about, uh, those are basically the, the three ways that, that they can get in touch. Well, that's awesome. I look forward to watching your career, having you back on The Grit. You've been a great guest. Uh, I'm Digit Murphy for Katie Burt. That's a wrap. We'll see you next time. Yeah.